0: God bless you It is so good to see you In the house of the Lord tonight Didn't Brother Anderson bless us Sunday With a tremendous message was able to go with him over to Lake City And several S- several of you were able to be there, were able to be a part of that. And then I told him he was on his own when it came time for uh, when it came time for win. I said, You're on your own with that one today. <laughs> I had hoped to go, but I just, the spirit was willing, the flesh was very tired. I want to pre- uh, say thank you for your prayers. I have been uh, dealing with some uh, sickness at times, and uh, trying to get over all of that and through all of those things. And the Lord has definitely helped me with that. And thank you for your prayers. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a little bit of a, uh, a time thing to get through it all, but the Lord has, been, has helped me, and I appreciate you praying for me. Ephesians chapter 2, you can remain seated tonight. I'm going to work through a few scriptures tonight in Ephesians in different places. Ephesians 2 I want to read verses 1 through 2 And I'll probably come back and read them again Here in a moment The Bible says And you hath he quickened Who were dead In trespasses and sins Wherein in time past Ye walked according to the course Of this world According to the prince Of the power of the air The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. I am talking tonight just about walking. About walking. Walking with God. In his book to the church at Ephesus. Paul makes. It's only got six chapters in it. But in those six chapters. Paul makes seven references. To how they ought to walk with God. Or not walk with some other things. And I'll deal with that. Um, it is important it is it is important that we are not just sincere in our walk with god but that we are that we are paying attention to the necessity that there are things about our walk with god that need to be paid attention to there are important things that really really matter Let me just show you real quickly how important walking with God is. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God. And then he was not. For God took him. And I've heard somebody preach before and they said it this way. And I've always thought it was a pretty neat way to put it. They said Enoch was just walking with God. And one day the Lord said, you know what Enoch? We're closer to my house than we are yours. Why don't you just come on home with me? Enoch walked with God in such a way. That is so powerful. He walked with God in such a way that God said, I'm not even going to allow you to taste of death. Knowing that it is appointed once to man to die. God said, I'm not even going to allow you to taste death. I'm just going to take you. And Enoch was not, for God took him. I think that's tremendous. I think that's tremendous. I want to walk with God in such a way that there is such a closeness to the Lord. I want to have that. I want to have that. I just feel a sweet spirit settling over this place tonight. So Enoch walked with God and he was not. So walking with God matters. It's important. These are not, these are not frivolous things. These are not these are not um, things that we ought not pay attention to. It's amazing to me how much of Christianity seems years ago when I was when I was growing up, it seemed like they had, they had done away with the Old Testament. Okay? Years ago, it seemed like they did away with the Old Testament. They never talk about the Old Testament. They, they, they didn't see the application of Old Testament uh, pattern to New Testament fulfillment. Uh, they did away with the Old Testament. Now we're living in a day when it seems like Christianity is doing away with the New Testament. And that's the problem with being selective about the Word of God. Because you start taking one part of it away, it won't be long till you start discounting other parts of it. Or if not discounting it, at least you don't, you don't value the, uh, the content and the importance of what's there. Uh, you just don't think it's all that important. It, it, it's not that big a deal. And, and it's amazing. It is amazing. And I do, every once in a while, I do series in this church. I'm not against doing series. We did our series on separation. We did our series on the way of God. We did uh, series on, I've done uh, the book of Second Peter. I've, I've done other books of the Bible. I've done series. We're doing a summer song series. We're doing these different things. But but one thing that I'm always very careful about, and I know I made a joke while ago about using song, uh, songs as my text. Not really doing that, okay? I'm, I'm just going to let you all in on a little secret of how this thing works, okay? What I do is I just preach whatever I was going to preach, and then I just find a song that fits it. It's pretty easy. Oh, I can't believe I told you all that. I just and then I find a song that fits it, you know, and and that way I get to preach whatever the Lord lays on my heart. That's what I'm preaching anyway. See, see how this works. I'm just telling you all my secrets. I shouldn't do that. The reason I'm telling you that is because some of the series that I'll see come out of churches and I was doing a little research for a little project that that little something I was interested in and and I just was pulling up some different things, and and some of the series that some churches do have nothing to do with the Word of God, and I was astounded by it. It, it I'm telling you, it literally blew my mind. It blew my mind because, and I'm not against I'm not against us helping people in different areas of our life. We need to be well rounded individuals. We, we, there are places of our life that need to have attention paid to them. Um, but, but if it doesn't spring from this book, we got major issues. Major issues. Did, did they not tell... Jesus looked at his disciples. He said, all these other people left me. Are you going to go too? And they said, where would we go? You alone have the words of life. So if I don't have the word... I cannot have life. If I don't have the word, I cannot have life. And I cannot I cannot be pleasing to God without his word being in me. And I'm not going to go here, but there was a scripture I almost was going to put in my notes tonight. That would have fit real good right there. But I've got to move on or we won't get to where we need to go tonight, okay? But just, just hear what I just said. If we don't have the word, we cannot become what God wants us to become. We just cannot do it. Uh, so walk, walking with God. We, we, we've, got to, we've got to invest in this thing called a walk with God. It's why you take care of your walk with God. That's why you prioritize your walk with God. That's why, that's why uh, you tend to your walk with God. Because there will always be something to come along to cause you to detour into another path, another way. Um, it's, it's just going to happen. Uh, and it, it's not going to happen one time. It's not going to happen two times. It's going to happen many times over life. There will be things that will come your way. Anybody know I'm telling the truth right now? There will be things to come your way that if you allow it to, it will detour you into another direction that you don't need to go. So you have to value your walk with God. Enoch did that to such an extent that God said, you know, you've heard people say they're too heavenly minded for any earthly good. Well, that may have been the case with Enoch. I don't know. The Lord may have said, well, you just think on another level. Come on over here with me. Whatever it was, it wasn't a bad thing. I'll tell you that. He, he, he just, he was close to the Lord. Um, I, we sang at the end of the service Sunday. <coughs> we sang that song. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That's my favorite verse in all the Bible. That's my personal favorite. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God intends for you to be able to walk through life without... Now, I went and did a little study on this today. When it says walk and not faint, that means that you, you will be able to walk with the Lord in such a way that you will not grow weary in walking with Him. Amen. Now, I want that to sink in for just a moment. Because I just said something pretty strong. That I think we need to take a little bit of inventory about. Because a lot of times we have grown weary in walking with Him. This is why the Apostle Paul said, Be not weary in well-doing. For in due season ye shall reap if you faint not. Living for God, walking with God, can be done in such a way that you don't grow tired of walking with God. It is not the will of God that, that we get to a point where I just don't want to have anything to do with the Lord right now. I'm so wore out. If if that is happening, there is a there is an imbalance taking place in our life somewhere. I had gone up uh several weeks ago. Um it didn't work out. I, I thought I was I was gonna purchase a horse. <laughs> and I had gone up to, to try to purchase a horse. And I had my, my trailer and I was driving down the highway into Tennessee and as I was going um a tire blew out on me on my trailer. <sighs> That's no fun. That is no fun. So this tire went out on me. Um I it was it was dark, uh there was nowhere to get to and, and so I, I went what do you call it when you got two tires on each side? Tandem. tandem it was a thank you, brother. Uh, I should probably know that. It was a. It's a tandem axle uh, trailer, and at least I was able to throw axle in there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all let me stick to preaching. We'll let somebody else <laughs> worry about all the other stuff. And and so I. I I said, I, I don't even know if I've got the stuff I need to change this tire. So went a little ways. Here's what happened. Going that mile or so I need to go. The tire that blew out on this side caused the tire diagonally on the other side. Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? To warp. And so I got to a truck stop. I got stuff out of my truck. I changed the tire on this side, and I went around and looked on the other side, and I could see that tread just worn. And, uh, it I mean, it just looked lumpy. You know what I'm talking about? And, and oh, so I, I get back on the road. I was just, my wife will tell you, I was just disgusted. I said, I'm going home. I'm not going to chance getting a horse in this trailer and having another blowout and... and having a horse in in a trailer. I can leave a trailer on the side of the road, but you can't leave a horse. I'd have I'd have animal cruelty coming after me or something. So just what? Just ride the horse. Yeah. There you go. There you that's a good idea. So I I turned around and I came home. But I got to thinking about that. It is amazing how, how something that got out of balance on this side can cause something to be out of balance on this side. And if we're not careful, when we get out of balance with the Lord, it causes imbalance everywhere in our life. How many have ever heard this report? I'm not living for God like I should, I know that, and I've got so much so many things right now that I'm battling and I'm fighting against yeah. you know why? it's because we didn't balance everything the way it needed to be balanced in the beginning I know i'm I'm slow right now, y'all just go with me we're going so. If if this walk with God is going to be right, we've got to get it balanced. And I believe Paul gives us some instruction here on how to balance our walk with God. Ephesians 2, 1 through 2. That's the verse we read a moment ago. I'm going to read it again. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course. Everybody say the course of this world. In the past, you walked, but here's how you walked. You walked according to the course of this world. So the world has a course that is set out. This is what Paul's telling us. The world has its own course that has been set. And you were walking according to their course. Now here's what you have to know about the course of the world the course of the world is set according to the prince of the power of the air so whether we realize this or not when we walk according to the course of the world we're not just we're not just walking the way we want to walk and sometimes we'll say well that's just what i'm going to do it's no it's not just what you're going to do you're settling into the path that the enemy of our soul has established For the world to go in. There are only two courses we can walk. We will either walk the course, the way of God, like I talked for several weeks. We will either walk the way of the Lord, or we will walk according to the course of this world. The enemy is setting the course of this world. Now, let's talk about that for just a moment. The enemy, how is he setting the course of this world? He does that by affecting our culture. He does that by, by uh, manipulating people to do certain things that begin to set a course that many people will follow. Now watch this. Watch this. Who would have ever thought that Hollywood in 2016, entertainment... Would have affected people as much as it has. who would have thought that we would have ever have been so affected by and I'm just going to call it Hollywood by Hollywood and, and everything that comes comes across the screen in the last fifty years in the last fifty years, you know when when there was a movie that came out many, many 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 years ago. And I'm going to say the movie, and most of you, you're not going to think nothing of, of this movie when I say anything, but, but follow me here. It was a movie called Gone with the Wind. You ever heard of that? Yes. When that movie came out, as I understand it, the very first curse word that was ever uttered on screen was uttered in that movie. It has one word in it, and it's, it was in the whole movie, and it's a long movie. And in the whole movie, one word, and it was the first word, and there was a there was just a a uh it, it, it was a huge deal. It was a huge deal that there would be something happen in this, it, for a major movie, in our day and age, if there was a major movie that came out that had one curse word in it, people would say, "Isn't that incredible? Only one curse word in that whole movie. Am I right? I know I sound like an old-fashioned preacher. You just stick with me because I'm doing okay. We would say that's incredible—only one curse word in that whole movie. It's however many hours long, and, and that. What, what are you trying? Here's the point that I'm trying to make. From that moment till this moment, there has been an onslaught take place. Now, it's not just cursing; it's every other vile thing that comes across it. And, it's, and, and we are hit, we are hit very hard. We are hit very hard. Let, and, and let me pastor for just a moment while we're walking this way. Let me pastor for just a moment. Let's be careful that we don't think we're stronger than we really are. In what we're able to handle. I know we all think we can handle everything. We all think. We're okay with this. We can see this. We can hear this, and we're okay with it. Y'all can see you can shake your head, yes. Right, sure. We think we're spiritually mature to handle all of the, spiritually mature enough to handle all these things. But let's be real careful that we don't bite off more than we're able to handle. Because it is insidious and it is it it, it may seem like small things, but I'm gonna tell you, small things have a way of gaining momentum and And becoming big things that we can no longer control. That they uh, in Florida they're having a problem. Of course, they've had alligators there for years, but they also are having a problem now in Florida with with exotic snakes like boas and pythons. And here's what happens people get them a snake and it's a little snake and they think this is this is neat I have a boa constrictor snake isn't that cool and and they show everybody their boa constrictor snake and and they let it wrap its around their arm and everything and and it's a great uh, conversation piece when people come over to the house and and the problem with that little snake is that it grows into a big snake and so when it becomes a big snake it's hard to deal with it they they it's strong Um, you know those things are called constrictors for a reason (laughs) and uh, they find out that hey I can't handle this thing the way I thought I could handle it so they they go and they dump them out in the Everglades or or into a drainage ditch somewhere and and they've got a serious problem now because that that has happened so often these different kinds of snakes I am telling you, be careful that we don't let little things that we think, oh, isn't this cute? We can handle this. It may be a little dangerous, but I can handle this. Be careful what you think you can handle now because you may not be able to handle it later. And what you, oh, help me, Holy Ghost. What you can handle now, your kids cannot handle now, perhaps. And I want to be careful what gates I open in my home. What stuff comes in that my kids are exposed to? I want to be very, very careful with that. All right? The prince of the power of the air is setting the course of this world. And the devil is using everything at his disposal. And I'm just going to tell you, Hollywood is one of his tools. Hollywood is one of his tools. Um Antichrist thinking is one of his tools. There was a there was a senator that got on television recently. And she said, I'm going to tell you the problem with all the conservative men that are out there. The problem with conservative men is God, gays, and guns. They don't want to let... They, 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 they stand too strong on those three issues of God, gays, and guns. And they're the problem with America today. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We've got people that that are brazen enough to say that people clinging to God are that's an issue for our society? But this is where we are at. This is where we are at. And so he's using Hollywood, he's using government now. And I'm not just talking let's just not just talking about the Democrats. I'm talking about the Republicans too. I'm trying to decide if I want to go from preaching to meddling right now. (laughs) I think I'm just going to wade out in here a little bit. I personally feel like there's a good chance that we have seen the last of, of truly conservative candidates for major public offices. I think within the next and, and I'm not here to talk about Trump or Hillary tonight, okay? Y'all can breathe easy if you're. I will tell you what I think if you come ask me. <laughs> I, and I'll just tell you this: I don't really like either one of them. Right. <laughs> <There he is. laughs> I'm I'm meddling. Y'all just y- y'all just just y'all just sit there and hear, okay? All right. But here's what I here's where I'm going. I think within the next election or two, I think we will. Seek even conservative candidates for major public offices openly endorsing uh, abortion. You know why? Because we have been hit by the onslaught of culture. The course of this world is moving in a particular direction. And it's not because the church is taking it there. And I know we can get upset and say if all the church people would rise up. Well, that's true. But here's the problem. We've let stuff come into Christianity that Christianity is going along with this. Christianity is going along with a lot of these things. And, and to me, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know how it cannot be an issue for anybody. Folks, abortion is murder. Abortion is murder. Life is valued. And you don't, if you disagree with me, that's fine. But you can't, but if you call yourself a Christian and you disagree with this word, then you are not walking according to the course of God. And God said, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I had ordained you a prophet to the nations. The word of God said that in the womb, John the Baptist leapt. In the womb of Elizabeth, he leapt when he came in contact with with Jesus, Mary, who was carrying Jesus. So... If somebody wants to disagree from an ideological standpoint, that's their business. But I'm not here to discuss ideology with you tonight. I'm here to discuss the word of God with you tonight. Oh, help me, Lord. And what I am, what I am desirous of this church to become is a church that is rooted in the word of God. rooted in the word of God. We talked for years about the lesser of two evils. And we're still talking about that today. The lesser of two evils. But but the, the disparity between that is shrinking every day. And so here's what I'm telling you. It's going to come down to where we're not voting in differences between morality. We're going to be voting in differences that are purely political. Whether you like their tax plan or their tax plan. Because everything else is coming together. I know I'm meddling a little bit, but I'm doing okay too. The morality issue is shrinking rapidly in our country. Now, now we can go with the flow or we can hold on to the word of God. And I will tell you right now that walking the course of God is a very different course than the course of this world. And it will, it will put you on display at times. It will put you on display at times. I don't think we need to be ugly. I don't think we need to be mean. I don't think we need to be hateful. I think we need to speak truth and love. I think that we need to allow the fruit of the Spirit to be, uh, to be being uh, manifest in our lives at all times. When I agree and when I disagree, I need to let the fruit of the Spirit have its way in my life. But I also need to make sure that I do stand for the things that are the things of God. I've got to do that. Because if I don't do that, I have abdicated the course of God and I have been swept along with the course of this world. And I'm saying... Let's be careful with that. I am so far behind where I need to be right now. Oh, it's only seven fifty. <laughs> and I'm and I'm only on the first point of seven. <laughs> <I see. laughs> we may have just entered into a series, church. <laughs> And I'm not done with this point, so just give me a moment. Now, Paul said, what changed you from the people who are walking in the course of this world is that God quickened you. How did he quicken? The Spirit of God touched your life. And when God touched your life, when you were born again, God began to change how you thought. God began to change the way that you allowed your opinions to be formed. What I am preaching and I and I appreciate cuz I feel it's being very well received tonight, but I'm telling you what I'm preaching right now is very hard to preach. You better hear this, pastor. It is very hard to preach because nobody, hardly nobody wants to allow God to change their mind about anything anymore. We do we we set our own opinions. And we set our opinions based on how we feel about it. When if we would allow... This is one way we know. Okay. This, is, this is one way we know. People say, well, uh, I don't believe that when you receive the Holy Ghost, you, you will talk in tongues. I think, I, I think that when you receive the Holy Ghost, it's the Spirit of God coming to live in your heart, but talking in tongues is not the evidence of that. We've heard people say that. Okay, let's, let's discuss that for just a moment. If you receive the Spirit of God just because you believed, just because you believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior and that, that He came to save the world from their sins, then I've got a question for you. Why is denominationalism in America going into more of a liberal view of the Word of God and the things of God Rather than allowing the spirit of God that they would claim that many would claim to have to draw them closer to God and His ways, how is it that denominations are are coming together and saying that uh, homosexuality is is embraced in Christianity? Now we we love everybody, but we don't agree with everything. We don't agree with everything, whether it's whether it's uh, it's we love the drug user. We love the alcoholic. We love anybody who's caught up in any sin, the liar, the adulterer. We love everybody, but we don't agree with everything. Why don't we agree with everything? Because the word of God says we have to come. Away from those things. Be separated unto God. We are separated, God, not just in our dress. That is a part, but not just in our dress. We are separated unto God through our lifestyle. Through our lifestyle. So if they have the Spirit of God they claim to have, why is it drawing them further away from the Word of God as opposed to drawing them closer to the Word of God? That's That's a good question to ask. So we have to be so careful that we are not being drawn into things that are anti-Christ. And that spirit is working. The prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Now, I went and looked up that word disobedience to see what it meant today. And it means those who oppose the, the things that God has ordained. Those that oppose the things that God has ordained. So the course of this world that has been set by the devil, that spirit is working in the children who are opposing the things of God. Now, it's going to make you unpopular at times. And it's going to be hard to do at times. But we have, we have to set our allegiance. We have to set our priority. Set your affection on things above. We have to be sold out to the cause of Jesus Christ, to the kingdom of God. And if we are not, if we are not, we will be swept into the course of this world. And that's why liberalism, and I don't mean it in the way of just uh, Democrat. Republican, I'm talking about liberalism in the way of away from the word of God. That's why liberalism is sweeping this world but particularly America to the point we live in the Bible Belt. There's more people that don't go to church on Sunday in Jonesboro than there are that do. And we're in the Bible Belt. Anyways. Let's be so careful. Let's be so careful that we don't walk the way we used to walk. But that we allow the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God to quicken us. That's where I was at early, earlier. We believe that when we were quickened, we were born again. When I repented of my sins, when I was baptized in the name of Jesus, when I was filled with the Holy Ghost, I was quickened. In Christ Jesus, I was quickened in him. The earnest of my inheritance came to me. When the Spirit of God came to me in, in, a, in a smaller measure, I was quickened. So that's why I don't think the way I used to think. That is why, that is why I disagree with those who say they have the Holy Ghost, but there's no evidence Of them having received the Holy Ghost. Because when we've been quickened, it changes how we think. And you quit saying things like, I feel, or my opinion is, and you start saying, the Bible says. Why? Why would it be a bad thing to say, the Bible says? But it's become. it has become a negative thing among a lot of people to say the the Word of God would say. We don't want to know what the Word of God says. We want to know what you think about it. No. No, I don't want to know what they think about it. I don't want to know what you think. I don't want to know what he thinks. I don't want to know what she thinks. I want to know what God thinks. Because how you feel about it is irrelevant to how God is going to feel about it. God is not conforming to us. We are conforming to Him. I'm sorry, y'all. I feel like I've just... I want to be careful that I don't go back to where I was. But backsliding happens. And I'm just going to end with this point. We'll just be on point one when we end tonight, okay? (laughs) Thank you. Backsliding happens. And one of the ways you can know if you're backsliding is when you start feeling differently about it than the way the Word of God says it is. That is a way you will know you are backsliding. What do I do in those moments? Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is the battleground right here. This is it. This is it. Every battle you face, it's going to be up here. This is the battleground. Let me show you what I mean. Why would a good God let a bad thing happen to a good person? I'm trying to figure it out. I'm in the battle. This is the battleground. So when we begin to think things that are contrary to the word of God, how would a good God let people who are nice people, but they don't live according to the word of God, how would a good God let them go to hell? Folks, I'm not him. I can't tell you how how it all works out. All I can tell you is, I know what I know, and to whom much is given, much is required. And I'm not backing up on on what I know, just because I don't understand how somebody else. So you know what I do when think. Oh, I'm preaching right to us right now. When those things begin to hit me, but my kids. My kids aren't living for God and I love my kids. And if I, if I keep living the way I'm living, then I'm saying that they're wrong and they may not go to heaven if they continue that way. How can I, how can I say that? When, when that struggle comes i got to go back to an altar. And I've got to say, God, there's a lot of things I don't understand. And there's a lot of things I want to see happen. But, Lord, I'm coming right now to submit my mind to your ways. God, I want you to transform my mind. Renew my mind, Lord. Let me be transformed by the renewing of my mind, God. I've I've started thinking different things about some stuff, and Lord, I, I'm struggling with things that I've had established for years. And we've all been there. We've all been there. We've all been there. God, I'm I'm struggling with things that I thought were settled in my life. I'm struggling with standard issues and holiness issues. And and, and Lord, I'm I'm trying to figure all that out. What, What... I I think I think I'll just go talk to somebody else about it who feels the same way maybe they've got the same questions I do. You better not go talk to them about it. You better go to the altar and say God, help my mind get back to where my mind needs to be. Renew my mind, Lord, transform me. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Be not conformed to this world. Don't get into the course of this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Got to go back every once in a while. Got to go back every once in a while. And I've got to say, Lord, touch me again. God, help me think right again. Lord, let your word become the filter for how I think because God, I've started thinking things differently, and I'm just gonna be honest enough with you tonight and tell you I've been there. Yeah. Sure I have. Sure I have. Now I'm gonna tell you, as a pastor, I've got the I've I've settled these things and, and this pastor is as strong as anybody you'll meet. Okay? I'm not waffling on what I believe, but as I've grown in g- God through the years, and particularly when I was a teenager, you better believe I struggled with some things. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. But thank God that he touched my mind. And I'm not pinning roses on me. I'm just going to say I was too scared to go anywhere else with it. I was too scared to go anywhere else with it. I hope my kids will be that way. I hope my kids will be that way. And I know some of us, and I made mistakes and I was backslidden at times. I, I, I'll be the first to admit it. I put on a real good show a lot of times, but I was as backslid as anybody could have been. But thank God that He would get a hold of my mind and He would change my mind. I end with this tonight. I end with this tonight. A dear friend of mine told me, he's a he's a minister he's actually a pastor and he was telling me he said there was a time he said we hadn't been married just very long and he said my wife's family began to make some changes and they began to 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 alter some things and how they were living for god and uh he he said they were they, every time the family would get together, it was it was let's bash, let's bash what we've always believed. Time, he said, we'd sit around their table, and they'd just rip everything. Well, I don't see the big deal with when it's a lot of eyes involved. You better let your red flags go up. I, I have this I and and so. He said. He said. I'm, he said. I, when I tell you this, I mean it from the depths of my heart. He said it. There was such a spirit about it. He said because it's the spirit of the world who works in the children of disobedience. Not saying you're devil possessed, but that spirit's working in your life. He said it made my stomach turn. He said something just. He said one night we were with family, that that part of the family we were. We were uh, at the, their house. He said, we were laying in bed. And he said, in the middle of the night, something woke me up. And he said, when I woke up, he said, there was a, there was a, a spiritual... I don't know how he would have described it, just other than the fact there was a spiritual thing hovering above my wife. And it was coming for. Her. And he said it wanted to get a hold of her. He said it was the spirit that had come into that home. He said, and it was coming after my wife. And she was beginning to struggle with those same questions that uh, they were all throwing at her constantly and bombarding and hitting her with. And he said, I woke her up, and I said, we've got to pray right now because there's some things that want to come into our home and lead us in a different direction. And they began to pray together because that is the only way you will get through this is if you pray through it. And they began to pray together. And God began to move and God began to transform and renew a mind. But I'm going to tell you, and I'm ta- you talk about good people. You talk about some folks that I, I think highly of. But I'm going to let you know the enemy will come after any of us. Any of us are susceptible to having those questions come into our mind. Any of us are susceptible to being getting caught up in the wrong conversations. And by the way, if that happens, that's something we can handle and we need to step out of it and if somebody keeps taking you if every time you get around somebody oh i've got to quit preaching tonight but 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 please hear me if every time you get around somebody you keep going back to the same conversations and arguing about if is this even important does this matter you better wake up and realize that you're headed down a path you don't need to go Before you change anything, you better go to God in prayer. And say, God, let me have the mind of Christ. Let me have the mind of Christ. Because all of us can be hit. All of us can be attacked. And all of us are going to want to look at things and say... But it's not fair. Or I don't understand. And it may not seem fair to you. And you may not understand. But there is a God. Who is just. And there is a God. Who does have ways that are above my ways. And when I can't. Figure him out. I just go lay myself on that altar. This word of God is the pattern for my life. And I lay it out. And I lay on it. And I say, God, let me just lay upon the pattern. And you go ahead and you cause me to fit the pattern. Don't, I don't want a church that wants to change the pattern just so we can grow. I don't want a pattern a pastor that wants to change the pattern just so that we can have a bigger building or more people. I want to be involved with a group of people that want to be established according to the pattern of God, no matter what it costs us, no matter how hard it is for us to do it, no matter how tough it is to walk that way. If it may be, it may not be the easiest way to walk, but God said you can walk this way, and you can do it in such a way that you don't even get weary doing it. You won't even faint walking this way. If you will allow your Mind to be established according to my ways, according to my principles, according to my word. I can't keep you. Let's stand together tonight. Hallelujah. He can keep us, He is able to keep us. You need to remember that about our God. Don't you ever forget it. Our God is a Keeping God. He's not just able to save you, but he's able to keep you. If you will be obedient to his word, if you will walk according to his word, God will keep you. If you will walk according to this word, there is nothing that can come to you that God doesn't let it come to you. If you will walk according to this word, there is no enemy that will attack you, that God will not give you everything you need to fight that enemy and to come out on the other side victorious. And about this business, we've said for years, and I've said it. I may have lost the battle, but I'll win the war. I got I got a little something I feel about that right now. We're not losing battles. We're not losing battles. You hear me when I tell you, we're not losing battles. If I'm standing on the word of God, I don't lose a battle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I am standing on the word of God, there is no way I can lose the battle. There is no devil that is big enough. There is no enemy that is strong enough. There is no circumstance that is high enough. There is no valley that is deep enough. There is no pit that is dark enough. There is no lion that is strong enough. There is nothing, nothing that can cause me to lose the battle if I stand on the word of God. Just because somebody lost their finances doesn't mean they lost the battle. Are you kidding me? Are we so shallow to think that our victory's tied up in what we have, what we drive, where we live? You better not ever fall for that. That is not an indicator of whether or not you lost the battle. I'm going to tell you how to know you won the battle. It's because you got up and you came to church anyway. It's because you live for God anyway. It's because you said, I'm going to do this thing anyway. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Winning the war, that's just being faithful to God. And the battles, they're won through faithfulness to the Word of God. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, when I'm gone, should you tarry your coming, when I'm gone, let people say that Kenneth O'Connell... Was a preacher who was serious about getting people grounded in the Word and living according to the Word. God, let people say that. Don't let them talk about he was a good preacher, or, or don't let them talk about he he had charisma, or, or that's not what I'm. Lord, let them just be. Let them say he was a Bible preacher, and he wouldn't let us go any other way than to be established in the Word of God. Hallelujah. So tonight I'm saying, take me back. Take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first received you. Take me back. Take me back, dear Lord, where I first believed. When you go home tonight. I hope you drive down the road and you say, God, if there's been anything I've been wavering in, take me back. Get me back to the place where my mind is set on you and I'm thinking the way you think. Let me love the things you love. Let me hate the things you hate, God. That's Bible, by the way. Let me hate the things you hate, Lord. But God, take me back. Get me back to Bethel, Lord. Get me back to that place where I first came and was established in you. And I started thinking another way. Get me back there, Lord. I've got to quit tonight. But I felt the Holy Ghost here tonight. And I hope you hear what I've had to say. Because I really think, I really feel like God's been in this house tonight. And I don't know who I've been preaching to, if it's one or few. But I know I've been preaching to somebody in this room tonight. The Lord's dealt with me strong enough on this for me to know that. You get a hold of this. You get a hold of an altar. And you say, Lord, until you tell me different, I'm going to stay here because I want to see it the way that you see it. I want to see it the way you see it. Lift your hands and give God praise. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit that's been in here tonight.